persistent imagination, centered in the feeling of the wish fulfilled, is the secret of all successful operations. This alone is the means of fulfilling the intention. Every stage of man's progress is made by the conscious, voluntary exercise of the imagination. Hello friends, before we begin today's lecture, I want to let you know about my Unlock God Mode experience and the special May 2024 cohort that we're going to be doing this upcoming month. Unlock God Mode is a unique 10-hour audio course that invites you on a powerful journey of awareness, intention, consciousness, and manifestation. Inside the course, you'll be taught powerful tools and manifestation frameworks to help you unlock the next level of your reality, up-level your creation skills, deepen your relationship with yourself, and develop a limitless mind, and also tap into absolute faith and trust in the divine. We are about to begin the May 2024 Unlock God Mode cohort, so for anyone who joins Unlock God Mode this week, you will be added to the May 2024 group coaching calls. These are bonus weekly group calls with me and other members of the group, and I'll only be doing them this May. Also, as a bonus, for those that join this week, you'll receive a one-on-one personal coaching call with me to help you with any challenges or goals that you have. So head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes to lock in your spot in the Unlock God Mode experience. For those that join, this will be an extraordinary life-changing, transformative experience for you, and I'm so excited to have you in the group. I hope to see you inside the course, and now, enjoy this episode. With God, all things are possible. I don't think you'd be here if you did not believe in God. And the God to whom all things are possible. But maybe we stop right there and we separate men from God. And my purpose is to show you that we are not two, that we are one. That God actually became man, that man may become God. So let us now tonight give you my reasons for my claims. We turn to the book of John, the Gospel of John. And we are told that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Well, that's a mistranslation. The word translated among is the Greek preposition in, within. The Word became flesh and dwelt within us, in us. John Use the plural us for the nature whereof we consist. That the word of God, which is defined in scripture as the creative power of God and the wisdom of God, did not take upon itself some one person among men. For then that one assumed would have advanced and no more. But Christ, to save all, did not make this man or that man his habitation, but dwelt in us. 
That same creative word that created the universe and sustains it dwells in us. Therefore, with God, all things are possible. And therefore, with man, all things are possible. So he states it in one book, Matthew, with God, all things are possible. But in Mark, he states it, all things are possible to him, meaning man, who believes. Can man believe? So this creative word is in us. Well, what is this creative word? It's your own wonderful human imagination. That's Christ in man. Man is all imagination. And God is man. And exists in us and we in him. The eternal body of man is the imagination. And that is Christ himself. The divine body, Jesus. We are his members. So when you say, I am, that's he. Now, can you believe that you are now the man that you would like to be, though at the moment of your assumption, reason denies it, and your senses deny it? Only just started. But you're right. Can you really conceive a scene, a scene which, if true, would imply the fulfillment of your dream. Just imagine it. Certainly you can imagine it. But the problem is, will you believe it? Will you believe in the reality of the thing imagined? If I could, in this very moment, imagine myself into a state, any state at all, and dwell in it. Well, now, what is dwelling in it? Well, I am dwelling in it. Well, that's Christ. And that is the resurrecting power of the universe. So if I remain in a state, I will resurrect it and objectify it in my world. But I have to select it and enter the state. If the spectator could enter into any of these states in his imagination, approaching the state on the fiery chariot of his contemplative thought, what would it feel like if it were true? How would I feel if I were now the man that I would like to be? How would I know that I could become it? Well, I first, as I assume that I am it, let me think of my friends. Those who really would rejoice with me were it true. Let me imagine that I am seeing them in my mind's eye. How do they see me? If what I am assuming is true, they should see me as I am seeing myself. And if they are friends, they should rejoice with me. So let me now assume that I am seeing, reflected on the face of a friend, that which, if I saw it, would imply he sees in me that which I have assumed that I am. Will that work? Try it. I tell you from my own personal experience, it works. As we are told in Corinthian, do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, of course, you fail to meet the test. Now we are challenged. He said, come test yourself and see. Well, this is how I test myself. If Christ is in me, and all things are possible to Christ, then I must find out who he is. Well, I have found him as my own wonderful human imagination. And because he dwells not only in me, he dwells in us, everything is possible to everyone of the world. And so you help man best by telling him who Christ is. You could give him all the things of the world that he needs. He'll come back for more tomorrow, unless he knows who Christ is. You can give the entire world to any one of us. He'll spend it, waste it, if they don't know who they are. But tell him who he is. And he doesn't need anything more than the knowledge of who he is and the application of that knowledge. For we are the operant power. It doesn't work itself. I can tell you that your imagination is Christ. 
And maybe you'll believe me. But unless you actually take it to the point of working upon it and operating it, it means nothing. Well, if this night I really believe it, I would not allow the sun to go down in my sleep unless I feel myself right into the situation of the wish fulfilled. It need not a wish for myself, it could be a wish for a friend, for everyone in my world, because Christ dwells in all, and Christ is the true identity of every man, then everyone must be myself pushed out. It can't be another if God is one. Therefore I tell myself, as the seeming other, what I would do were I you. And instead of getting him the thing that he needs physically, tell him how to get it for himself. What would you feel like if now you were the man that you want to be? How would you see the world if things were as you desire them to be? Now this is what I mean by living in the end. Robert Frost, just the year before he departed this fair, he wrote this story for Life magazine. And he said the founding fathers did not believe in the future. What a shock that they did not believe in the future. They believed it in. He said, we are always imagining ahead of our evidence. And the most creative thing in man is to believe a thing in. They had no evidence to support their claim to democracy. They were under a king when they threw the king away and began to simply build a concept of the future. They did not believe that the mere passage of time would bring them that dream. They believed it in, and these men believed implicitly in the word of God. And they believed that if I know what I want when I pray, believe that I have received it, and I will. Well, if that precept is true, literally true, to be accepted literally and fulfilled literally, well, then what am I doing not believing? I should actually know exactly what I would like to be, and discovering what I would like to be is against what I seem to be, dare to assume that I am it. And my assumption, though false, if persisted in, will harden into fact. That I know from my own experience. And I know it's a law. Therefore, if someone is not becoming the man that they would like to be, and they tell me, but I once imagined it and it didn't work, then what are you doing now and still not imagining it? If imagining creates reality, what are you imagining? For if Christ is the only creative power in the universe, and I identify him with my own imagination, well then my imagination is creating reality. So what am I imagining? Pick up the morning's paper, and I'm fed with everything I should not feast upon. All the horrors of the world, all the negative states of the world. After having read it for an hour, then I must either regurgitate, or in some strange way rub it out, because I can't go through life feeding upon such nonsense. But if I really know what I want, what you want, what we want, and persuade myself that we have it, if my premise is sound, that imagining creates reality, I should, in the not distant future, hear you tell me that it's worked for you, and the other one tells me, and I in turn tell you, and go through life sharing this marvelous news with others. So I say, live as though it were true just as though it were true. That passage of Shakespeare, we have been taught from the primal state that that, that he which is was wished until he were. Here we find it in Caesar. He which is was wished until he were. He wasn't born Caesar, the king. 
But here was an ambition fulfilled because he was wished into it. He desired it, lived in the state, and everything reshuffled itself to conform to that state to which he was faithful. I see it in my immediate circle. Those who you would not think for one moment would ever become prominent, but they desired to be prominent. Those who desired to be successful, as they conceive success, no two see success in the same manner. Some see it through the eyes of wealth, others through rising in some profession, others in some other manner. But whatever they conceive it to be, they can realize it. If night after night they sleep in the assumption that they are now what they would like to be. And so we go back that if the word is truly the word that creates the system of the, in which we live. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. By him all things were made, and without him was not anything made that was made. No, not even the so-called unlovely things. For if all things were made, he has to be responsible for the unlovely things as well. So we are told in scripture, I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. I create the blessing, I create the curses. But now I must choose life. Choose the lovely things, but don't say there's another creator. For if there's another creator, then we are in conflict. So my own imagination can conjure unlovely things if I dwell upon them, or the lovely things. But they can't be two gods. They can't be two creators. And if I can find that creator and identify with my own wonderful human imagination, that I can pass the buck. I can turn to anything and blame it for the things happening in my life. But I know that many of us are not discriminating, and when we see our own harvest, we don't recognize it. We can conceive that we, in some strange manner, permitted these things to be entertained by us. But we did. It could not have come to pass in any other way. So if I believe it and accept it, well then, I will live by it. And then when I know what I want for anyone, and this goes for everything in this world, whether now, this very moment, you desire happiness in marriage. You say, but there's no, not one person in my world that's eligible. I know no one. You don't have to know anyone. All you have to do is to decide within yourself what you want. Now, what would you do if it were true? Would you wear a ring on the one finger which would imply that someone placed it there, one that you admire? Well, then, wear it there. Don't wear a physical ring. Put it on just as though he had placed it there, and sleep feeling that which you are feeling as real. Don't say it's all imagination. Certainly it is, because all imagination is Christ. Therefore, it's all reality. So when you say, well, that's only my imagination, well, you just say, well, that's only a thing called Christ. When you treat imagination that way. Is there anything in this world that wasn't first imagined? Name one thing or point out one thing in this world for me that is now considered to be real, that wasn't first only imagined. What is now proved was once only imagined. Therefore, this is a true statement. All things were made by him, and he is your own wonderful human imagination. All objective reality is solely produced through imagining. The clothes you wear, the chairs in which you are seated, this in which we are now placed. Everything was once only imagined.
You've been listening to the Manifest with Neville Goddard podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple to receive future lectures. And visit nevildaily.com to join the free Neville Goddard newsletter. And if you have a moment, please rate the podcast. Before you go, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to fundamentally transform your reality and upgrade your consciousness? If so, join the in-depth immersive audio course Unlock God Mode, a guide to upgrade your consciousness to greater wealth, love, and success. This course is an in-depth exploration of your reality, a chance for you to get 30 mental upgrades, one lesson a day for 30 days that will shift your reality, upgrade your consciousness, dissolve limiting beliefs, and unlock the God mode of your personal reality. Each lesson is 15 to 30 minutes long and will guide you day by day on how to implement and test your creative power. If you're someone who wants to see real-world results with manifestation and the power of the mind, this course is designed for you. For a limited time, you can get a special discount by using the promo code GRATITUDE. Head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes. I hope you join me in this unique experience. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.